Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. I'm Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. LJ, happy new year. Uh, we've got a big... Happy new year. Happy new year. It's great to be back. We've got a big, big two months ahead for The Scoop. Um, and of course the cricketers, the Aussie team. WNCL, as we know, is back. We've got a World Cup squad ready for Operation 3-peat and the Aussies are back in action this month against Pakistan. So that's actually next week. We've also got an Under-19 World Cup coming up. So there's heaps happening. On the show today, we've got Erin Osborne, who is coaching the Under-19 World Cup squad over in South Africa. So Aussie filled us in around everything that's been going on um, in South Africa ahead of that tournament getting underway on Saturday. But firstly, LJ, um, wanted to hear a little bit about um, the return of WNCL. A few things we need to address. Firstly, return of the GOAT, Meg Lanning. You were there down at Junction Oval. How was it um, to see Meg back in the navy blue playing cricket again? It was just an absolute joy, I think, yeah. for everyone there. It was just, you know, we all maybe thought, will we see Meg back again? Yeah. And then just to see her out there, particularly with that 61 she hit in the second match, just some classic Meg landing shots. And it was just awesome to see um, between her and Georgia Wareham coming back. There was just so much excitement to see those two back on the field. So good. I mean, it feels a little bit like the world is just right again. Um, it does. And Elise Perry, back to back hundreds for Victoria at a really good clip as well. Um, do we go as far to say that Pez is in the form of her life heading into the T20 World Cup? I think in terms of short form batting, she's found another level. Yeah. That was they were T20 innings she was playing. That's awesome. Like they were at they were two fastest list A hundreds ever, I think, or two of her top three. And yeah. um, chanceless. Like I don't think she got dropped at all. Maybe when wow. she was going nuts towards the end of that chase in the second match and throwing everything at trying to get the bonus point, but she offered no chances basically other than potential runouts, yeah. She was playing all sorts of shots. Like she tried, she saw her play a ramp. She was just pulling out all her tricks and looked like she was just having fun. 
At least Perry with the ram shot. She push herself. How good. It was just so good to watch. She's yeah. on another level. Yeah, and particularly coming off um, her form in India as well. I think we saw two Pez knocks in the 70s in India last year. So pretty stern warning for the rest of the world as we, yeah, as the Aussies head into the World Cup. Yeah, and I really ex- looking forward to seeing how she goes in this one-day series against Pakistan and how she approaches that because she'll probably get more time in the middle than what she can count on in the T20s. Yeah. Whether she comes out and tries to replicate the way she was batting against New South Wales, um, that'd be really cool to see. Oh, yeah, fingers crossed. That'd be that'd be a sight for all us Aussie fans. Um, the other big, big ticket item that came through earlier this week was a World Cup squad. So... Um, as we know, the Aussies are heading over to South Africa to, to go for the three-peat. So they're looking for their third T20 World Cup trophy in a row over in South Africa. A couple of notable ins. So we've got Georgia Wareham um, after a pretty long injury layoff. She's back in the squad. Kim Garth comes in, Heather Graham as well. And then uh, coming out of the squad, we've got Amanda Jade Wellington, who came over to India at last minute. Phoebe Litchfield misses out, as well as Nicola Carey, who's been around for a couple of years. So, LJ, what did you think? Were you pretty shocked to see um, Georgia Wareham coming back into the fold? Yeah, I think that was definitely the big talking point, wasn't it? I I love Georgia Wareham. I love Amanda Jade Wellington. I would have been stoked to see either of them in the squad and equally shattered for whichever one wasn't there. And Wolfie has got such an incredibly good record in international cricket, but it was, I think, surprising to see them include her off the back of just two WNCL matches Hasn't played a T20 since October 2021. Maybe she's just more that they're seen as being the backup for Alana King. Mm. I'm not sure. But um, I do think it's a huge call to bring in someone who hasn't played yeah. T20 match for so long over someone who has been in really, really good form domestically like Wallow has been. What did you think of that call? I was, yeah, I was equally shocked. Um, yeah, yeah, as you said, Wellow's been dominating um, WBBL. She's been playing domestic cricket over in New Zealand. We saw her in the Super Over get a, get get the game across the line for South Australia the other day. So, yeah, I was shocked. But at the same time, Georgia Wareham, as Shelley Nitschke said in her press conference the other day, Georgia Wareham was a like really integral part of that team before she got injured. Um, she's a World Cup winner. She was there. Um, she was in the team when they lifted the trophy at the MCG, so she's had that experience. So, yeah, I'm, like, as you said, similarly love both both the leggies. Um, so, yeah, I was happy to see Wolfie back in the team, but, yeah, no doubt tough for, for Wello. But, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty plenty of good to come for Wello on the horizon as well. Um, the other one, Heather Graham, I guess, comes in a little bit for Nicola Carey. Was that, I guess coming off um, Heather Graham's form in India. Probably not a surprise. Yeah, I think once she was getting picked ahead of Kerry in that series, it sort of got a sense of where the pecking order might have reshuffled to in the eyes of the mm-hmm. selectors. Yeah. When she got left out the one-day side for instead of Kerry, that did make me wonder. But I think when Heather got picked to play, I think four of those matches in India versus Kerry's one, I think yeah. you started to get a sense that if one of them was going to miss out, it was probably going to be Nicola Kerry. And yeah. same with um, Phoebe Litchfield. I yeah. think Meg coming back in was probably the decisive thing there. Yeah. Someone had to, to go out. But that's okay. I mean, I guess from Phoebe's perspective, like it would have been awesome for her to have that experience over in India. And I don't think any of us have any doubt that she's got a long, long international career ahead of her. Yeah, and a red hot chance to make a one day debut yeah. in the next couple of weeks against Pakistan. Yep. Like she could be put up the top of the order with Lisa Healy not playing. Yep. Maybe she comes into the middle and someone else goes up, but surely, surely we see her make a one-day debut. Yeah, yeah, definitely very exciting. Yep. So that that um, leads us to our next point, which is that the Aussies are back in action on Monday, which is 
exciting. So we've got a home series against Pakistan, first ODI at Allen Border Field, um, and then uh, the T20s get underway the next Tuesday, I believe. So it'll be some pretty crucial practice uh, for the Aussies before the World Cup. What do you think, LJ? You'll be there. What do you think the Aussies will be keen to get out of this series? Yeah, really, really good question. This will be the first um, first matches of the new championship cycle. Uh, Australia have had to wait a little bit to get their this championship underway. So I guess walking away with full points will be the number one priority from that. Yeah. Um, they want to make it sure it's three out of three wins for the, the championship tally. And maybe the chance to blood some different Monday players who could you know, be part of the big part of the next cycle, like Phoebe Litchfield. Even um, Kim Garth is, is probably going to make her Australian debut. Plenty of yeah. experience for Ireland, but an Australian debut in the format too. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you want to see the Aussies get out of it? Mm, I guess they'll just be looking to get a, a bit of cricket under their belt, like a bit of cricket in the green and gold, and just maybe yeah work out some combinations ahead of the T20 World Cup. So yeah, I think they'll definitely be. As you said, they look to win every game. So I think for fans, like you're going to see some really good cricket. So if you're around in Brisbane, Sydney, Hobart or Canberra, um, strongly recommend heading to cricket.com.au slash tickets to grab some tickets for, for one of those games if you can. One of the other benefits is there's no more COVID restrictions at any of these matches. So the Aussie girls will be back signing autographs and meeting the fans after all their matches. So that's another another big reason to get down is, and come and meet your heroes and farewell the girls um, before they head to South Africa. The next one that we need to talk about is the Under-19 World Cup. So the Aussies are in South Africa. Erin Osborne will tell us plenty more about this later on in the show, but the Aussies campaign gets underway on the 14th of January. So I think that's a Saturday. Yeah, I think that's Saturday night, 7pm. Saturday so night, 7pm. Perfect timing. Dream time slots. So I'm, we're pretty confident that all these, um, all the Aussie matches at least will be shown on Foxtel and KO. But yeah, next up we've got Aaron Osborne who will fill us in about how the squad's tracking. They've had a few warm-up matches against uh, India already and then one, one against South Africa uh, tonight, I believe. So Aussie fills us in about the squad and how they're all going. They went on a safari in South Africa yesterday, so I think they're, they're pumped and ready to go for the first ever Under-19 World Cup. So... Hope you enjoy the chat and, yeah, can't wait for the rest of the Aussie summer to, to get underway. Erin Osborne, former Aussie spinner but now coach over in South Africa, taking charge of the Aussie under-19 squad uh, for the first ever under-19s World Cup that you're at now, Oz. Firstly, how important do you think this tournament is going to be in terms of the development of this next generation of Aussie players? Thanks, Em. Um, it's crucial, I think, um, developing pathways all around the world to ensure the longevity of the women's game. And, um, yeah, credit to the ICC for putting on an event and for all the countries to agreeing how important it is. And so you've got, what, 15 or so 19-year-old girls over there. What's, like, if you think back to the start of your career when you were a 19-year-old, um, coming through pathway crickets, what's what's changed? What, what's different about this next generation compared to when you look back on your your young start to your career? Um, they're, they're strong. <laughs> they're athletics. Um, yeah. Our bowling unit really excites me. They're, we've got some really fast bowlers, and I'm looking forward to, to unleashing them in the in the competition. Um, and the batting group is really skillful. Um, they hit long balls, and they've got a really good touch game. So. I think the skill set um, has developed so rapidly, so I'm really looking forward yeah. to where this group gets. 
And as a coach, how do you approach it? I mean, is there a slightly different approach required for coaching underage teams to what you might do, um, say, with senior teams? I think the only real difference is probably just providing a little bit more guidance. Um, at the end of the day, I still yeah. want them to, to make decisions, to make mistakes and to learn from it. But I think um, at such a young age, you know, we've got Maggie, who's only 15, so she's still learning wow. her game. So I feel like the coaching group still needs to provide a little bit more guidance and um, education probably around more than the recovery and you know they've, yeah. they've got so much energy and they're so excited to be in a new country um, that sometimes we just yeah. need to pull them back a little bit. Yeah for sure so yeah as we said like a bunch of 19 year old girls traveled across the world to South Africa for the first ever under 19s World Cup like surely these girls are pumped like are they absolutely like in a bit of disbelief that they've been able to to do this? Yeah, for many of them, it's the first time outside the, the country. So I think, wow. you know, they're, they're super excited. They had a really long plane, plane ride, so they got to a lot yeah. of team bonding done on that on that trip. But, um, yeah, I think as, as a staff, we sort of need to get that balance right. Like Cricket's important and we want... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Them to, you know, perform really well, but they're in a new country. We want them to learn as much about South Africa as we possibly can. We want to provide opportunities yeah. to experience the country um, where possible. So, you know, yesterday we went on a, on a safari trip and... Um, that was amazing, you know. The quietest the group has been because this massive elephant elephants just walked straight past our bus and they weren't allowed to talk. So we probably need a few more elephants around the group. But um, yeah, just ex- just experiences like that, I think, and, and getting that balance right will be really important. Yeah, incredible. And did most of these girls, like most of these young girls, do they sort of know each other through coming through the path pathways, even though they're from different parts of the country in different states? Um, they know of each other. Like they've played a little yeah. bit against each other in the national championships, but it's actually the first time that they've, they've been together. So we had a, a two-day camp in Sydney um, prior to flying yeah. to South Africa and they played their first match against India a couple of days ago. So they've, they've come a long way. They're gelling really well, which um, has certainly made my, my life easy. Um, and they're really well led by Reese McKenna and, and Claire Moore as well. So... The group's flying at the moment. I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to watching them play today in a practice match against South Africa and then 
kick-starting off our tournament against Bangladesh. Nice. And what's like what's sort of been the vibe amongst the group? Like what kind of like what kind of atmosphere is it? Are they a chatty bunch of kind of regular nineteen-year-old girls? Yeah, they're super loud. Um, and <laughs> yeah, like we've had quiz nights and it got out of hand. They're just yeah, there's so much energy within the group they're loving it they're, there's always a smile on their face they're getting up to a little bit yep. of mischief which is always good um yeah yeah it's just a really nice group to be around could you have imagined yourself as a 19 year old heading off to a, a world cup in south africa uh <laughs> well no not not in the pathway system i think you know to see cricket come so far we're providing opportunities for, for pathway players to to experience I guess different parts of the world it's yeah it's yeah. it's incredible I think we've come that far and yeah I don't ever remember being that loud though <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> that's hilarious and we saw um saw on social media a couple of days ago that the girls were presented their world cup caps by Elisa Healy were you were you there for that yeah it was um it was such a great moment um one of the girls Paris Bowdles um is a massive, massive fan of, of Elisa Healy. So um, she could hardly sort of look her in the eyes and sort of say, thanks for giving my hat. So, and we tried to sort of push her to go have a conversation, but she was just too nervous. So too yeah, nervous. that was a, yeah, that was a, a yeah, awesome experience for the girls. Um, really lucky to have Midge come along and, and present the hats and just provide a little bit of advice, I guess, and um, share yeah. her experiences of, of playing in, in World Cups. Yeah, nice. What sort of things did Midge have to share with the girls? Um, I think it was more sort of just enjoying the moment, embracing a new culture, um, and just sort of mentioning that there's going to be sort of roller coasters or be ups and downs in a in a World Cup, and just to embrace them, to learn and, and have as much fun as possible. And so, you've, how, how long have you been there now? A week or so? Yeah, I've been here about a week now, so we've settled yep. into um, Joburg. Yeah. Nice. So we know you had the warm-up against India the other day and got another one against South Africa today. But apart from that, what, what else has been going on? Like, have you, have you been hitting the training track pretty hard or yeah. apart from the safari, any other rest days? <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've sort of um, sort of tried to manage the loads. There's still kids at the end of the day and we don't yeah. want to burn them out early in the, in the competition. So we've had a couple of, um, you know, pretty heavy training days. And, and then, yeah, we've got a couple of practice matches and... Um, putting in a few rest days in there as well where we can sort of get out and experience um, South Africa. So, yeah, the safari, yeah. Um, looking go, to go to the Apartheid Museum on, on Thursday just yeah, to learn okay. about the, the culture and history of South yeah. Africa. So, um, yeah, and then get stuck in on the 14th of Jan. How good. And give us a bit of a lowdown from the um, the warm-up against India. I mean, we looked at the scorecard. It seemed like a pretty low-scoring affair, and we saw there were even five run-outs. Yeah, there were, <laughs> there were a lot of run-outs in that game. Um, yeah, the, the wicket was it was a slow wicket, um, yeah. and so was the the outfielders. We played at a school, um, <clears throat> you know, and they've, they've hosted us really well, so we knew what to expect. Um, they were tough, tough batting conditions, and um, yeah. yeah, I thought we did we did well. There's lots of positives to take take out of that game. I thought we fielded pretty well, and um, mm-hmm. our bowling was was pretty disciplined in restricting India to, to 98. Um, yeah, and then with the batting, it's it's more just reading the game and um, the awareness and we probably just got a bit behind the run rate where on grounds in Australia we could probably comfortably chase at sevens or eights mm-hmm. whereas um, that ground and, and India bowling 17 overs of spin it, it made it difficult to sort of yeah. go at more than a runner ball so it was a really good learning curve and 
I think the pleasing thing from that, it's not a skill set that we're worried about. It's a small change in just the mindset yeah. and then making sure we just keep closer to the run rate for longer. Yeah, nice. So let's let's have a quick look at this Aussie team and how they're building towards the start of this tournament. So if you look at the squad as a whole, like what would you think, um, what would you say the strengths of the team and yeah, what do they do well as a collective? Um, <clears throat> I think our, our pace attack really excites me. Um, yeah, We've got some experienced ones in Reese McKenna who will lead the team and um, bowls a heavy ball. Chloe Ainsworth from from Perth, um, you know she's she's bowling at that 110, 115, and then Millie Ellingworth um, from Victoria, she's she's got a, a slinging action, it's almost like a Sean Tate action, and she's quick and wow. it's got a good bumper, and Lucy Hamilton from Queensland. So we've got a nice um, yeah pace attack that are just rapid, and then we've got some little medium paces in there that lots of variations. Um, and then, yeah, variations in our spin attack. We've got two leggies, a left arm orthodox and an off spinner. So yep. I think we've got variety in our bowling attack um, and we've got some raw pace, which is super exciting. If you had to pick a couple of match winners in the team, who would you name? Um, I think Chloe Ainsworth. Um, yeah, yeah she, she bowls a heavy ball and her batting, actually, she hits a, a ball a long way. Um, and probably Ella Haywood. I think she's a smart yeah. cricketer. She'll play a role in the middle with the bat and play a pivotal role with the ball as well. And obviously having experience playing in the big bash, um, yeah, she'll be important to, to our team. And what about like any sort of underrated player with a bit of X factor about them? Oh, I can't go past Millie Illingworth. I just think she's quick. She's got a good bumper. She's super competitive. She's not overly yeah. tall, but um, just a unique action. So I'm looking forward to to seeing her being unleashed on South Africa today. Yeah, nice. Oh, all sounds very exciting. And having like having sort of scouted a little bit around the around the um, teams in the tournament, what do you who do you reckon is going to be the most dangerous opposition that you'll come up against? Oh, I think India. Um, they've got a yeah. you know a couple of players that are playing in the, the women's international <laughs> team, and you know Burma and Gotch, and and yeah. they've been here since the twenty fourth of December. So wow. <laughs> they've put a lot of time and effort in in I guess giving themselves every chance of succeeding in this World Cup. Yeah, it's a long time yeah. for under 19-year-olds to be in another country, but um, yeah, yeah, that'll be a good challenge for us. Oh, that's a that's especially a long time for the likes of, yeah, Shafali and Richard to keep going. Yeah, well, you think they've got a, yeah, here since the 24th of December playing in the under-19 World Cup and then, yeah, playing nice probably in the, the Open. Yeah, it'll be um, a yeah. huge thing in South Africa. Yeah, and as you mentioned before, we've seen a, um, a few of these girls in the WBBL, so we'll have a few familiar names. We've got the likes of Ella Haywood, Amy Smith, Jade Allen as well. How do you reckon the experience that these girls have had in the WBBL will help help them in a big tournament like this? Oh, I think it's huge. I think um, to play with and against some of the world's best um, and understand as well what it's like to play in tournament play. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be really crucial and they're such a good bunch of girls as well. They're, they're willing to share that experience and offer information to the young girls coming through who might not necessarily have had that experience. So the group is gelling so well and yeah, I'm just super excited to, to see them go deep in this tournament. So we've got the first game to look forward to against Bangladesh on Saturday. So that will be available for Aussie fans to watch on Foxtel and KO, which is very exciting for us back home. But what's on the agenda before then, Oz? I know we've got practice game against South Africa, but what's sort of the message to the team to get ready for that first game? Oh, I think we're, we're trying to keep it as simple as we possibly can. Um, all we're asking is that from every opportunity we play games, we learn from. So the group will we'll play today. They'll pick up on areas of improvement um, and then we'll look to impl- implement that in the games. Um, but it's a really simple plan. 
um, clear and concise and it's more about just going out and backing their skill set and, and having fun along the way. And last question, is anyone sticking around for the um, the Senior World Cup that's also in South Africa later on in, in February? Well, our manager, um, Charlotte Mahoney and myself have, have offered our services, you know, just for a week <laughs> or so, we'll sort of introduce Surely. the girls to the surroundings, um, get a chance to go yeah. to the beach because I think they, they're... Um, yeah, near the beach where we're not. So we've offered our oh. services, but um, I'm not <laughs> sure that's that's going to be accepted. <laughs> oh, surely. Maybe you can get the win. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, it was so great to chat to you, Oz. We wish you and the um, the under-19s girls all the best for this, yeah, historic tournament. Yeah, and you got all the support from all the Aussie fans back home. So go well. Thanks, Sam. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.